Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. say that I have my happy light on right now just trying to get like as much vitamin d as I can it is not even five o'clock here in pacific time Mm. and I'm just like I need sun (laughs) there's been no sunshine today it's killing me softly and slowly that I just I need sunshine there's like I'm not the science person. We are not a science podcast. I'm so glad that we finally have a science expert here on the show. Um, but, but like, I know briefly that, the, like, we need sun and earth and air. Like, I've watched Avatar. I get it. And I'm not getting any yeah. of it. And that fucking sucks. Like, real bummer, you know? Just another thing that 2020 has taken yeah. from us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Real bummer. The sunlight. <laughs> no. Anyways, I'm so glad oh my goodness. <laughs> to finally, after all of this time, have a true expert on the show in every sense of the word. Like, finally, after all of this time, we've said, like, Into the Twilight cannot be fact-checked. We don't want to hear it. We know that we're not good at math. We know that we're not good at science. We get it. We know. And now... We have an expert in so many different ways, and I'm so glad to have you here, Monica. It is a joy. So welcome to the space. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us (laughs) here in this space. First of all, wow. I'm so glad that you are here. Um, I do need to ask right off the bat, is it just you or are the aliens here with you today as well? The aliens are always with me. (laughs) they're always here (laughs) i imagine so but i did just want to ask that way when when addressing this side of the audio i'm Mm -hmm. not being exclusive right (laughs) not excluding important components of this family for (laughs) folks that have the audacity to not know who you are (laughs) could you introduce who you are and what you do yeah absolutely so my name is monica um i am a tiktoker and avid book reader uh, I have been a TikToker for probably about just over half a year. Been reading books all my life. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It has been a joy. I think that like many folks, I would imagine in this year, it seems like you also joined TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been a joy to to watch your content grow. Um <laughs> And to not only just get, like, recognition from all different sides of TikTok, but also, like, from the Twilight Twitter account as well. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm still, like, to this day, every time I get on Twitter, like, I always look at it because I pinned it on like my Twitter and I'm just like, is it still there? Did they really do it? And they still, it's still there. They really did it. (laughs) It's crazy. Amazing. It really, really is. One of my life goals, I think, is to find out the team that runs that Twitter account because they are constantly up to date on trends. And I just want to know 
who they are. Yeah. I just want them to name themselves. <laughs> I just need to know. Yeah. 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 Just let me buy them a coffee. Yeah. Or something. Please. Exactly. <laughs> People would have understood if 10 years ago that Twitter account stopped. And yet here they are. Yeah. They keep going. Mm-hmm. It Dedication. No Dedication. We love to see it. <laughs> we absolutely love to see it. <laughs> absolutely. Monica, one of the things that we usually do in the show, but has become incredibly important this past year, is a check-in on how we are doing and something that brings us joy. So I'm going to ask you, how are you? And what is something that has made you happy recently? I am good at the moment. I'm good. What has brought me joy? There's been actually a lot of things, but I, I suppose the thing that has brought me the most joy is talking with like all of these different people from like literally all around the world like I got a DM from someone the other day from Germany and she was like I I have like she's like I have no one that I can talk to Twilight about can I please send you memes about Twilight and I was like uh absolutely (laughs) send them my way right now (laughs) like 15 memes came through and they were all just prime like chef's kiss I mean, absolutely (laughs) a pleasure. So yeah, it's just been so, so nice because like I'm a little bit of an introvert. Like it takes a lot for me to talk to new people and all of a sudden I have almost, you know, 50,000, you know, followers on TikTok and all of these messages and kind words and uh, it's just... I think that's been like the the greatest thing because it's like every day I get more like a more kindness and I try to give out more kindness in return so yeah it's pretty it's pretty great (laughs) one of the best things I love about the space that you have on TikTok too is like the comment section is just so pure yeah and it's just so happy all the time too and that is something that is hard to find on the internet yeah. It's, it's not always that way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and so to come across a space where it's just, it's just good shits being made mm-hmm. and there's just good stuff happening as well is, is something that definitely is hard to find and is something I relish in at this time. Yeah. The beginning of whatever that initial algorithm that it gives you is just like some weird hazing. Yeah. It's just like... It's like, do you want to see guys pushing cans across their head? Like, what? what is this? What is this thing that you want to see here? <laughs> do you want to see an auto-tuned version of all of those celebrities singing Imagine from what you think is five years ago, but was like six months ago? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, it's just no. throws out whatever it wants. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm good. Um, when we are recording this, it is a it's a bank holiday, which means that I'm not teaching for today, which means I got to sleep in. Um, and you know, we got to count our blessings right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I tried so hard not to look at my work email for today. Did it work? No, but I tried. I think my happy thing for this week is, and I know that this is. Here's what I'll say. This is a counter thing. And I know that this goes against everything that I've said. I'm going to bring something to the space that does not bring me joy. And you might be asking why. And that's a great question. This is something that I noticed in the news yesterday. And by the news, I mean everyone that I follow on Twitter was talking about it. And it it haunts me. And therefore, I need to talk about it. And because when I mentioned to my partner, he did not give a shit. 
because he was not part of this cultural moment. So y'all might be familiar with Glee. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and you also might be familiar with the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be like, well, those are different things, which yes, you are correct. However, they're not anymore, unfortunately. And this has been haunting my oh, dreams for the past 24 hours because Matthew Morrison, a.k.a. Will Schuster, a.k.a. fake Justin Timberlake, is now the Grinch, <laughs> a.k.a. go straight to jail, no $100 for you, go straight to jail, is now the Grinch, and now I understand why everyone is scared of the Grinch. Oh my goodness. First of all, we don't need a live action special. I know that this is something that they keep trying to do, but like... We don't need it. We don't. And also, just send him to jail, please. <laughs> like, I don't believe in jails. I don't. I think that they're awful. But, like, just send him away, please. <laughs> just send him somewhere. He doesn't need to be around people. He's scary. <sighs> I just, every time when I think about him... Just, like, shaking his ass on Glee in front of <laughs> what are supposed to be minors. They're not because it's Glee, but, like, they're supposed to be minors because they're in high school. It haunts me. Anyways, that is that is the opposite of my joy. I had to spend a lot of time mm. on TikTok looking at sand videos because <laughs> sand videos are what bring me joy. But I did need to bring it to the space because even though we are a Twilight podcast, which means that we don't talk about the Grinch or Glee, it somehow felt related mm -hmm. in that it's haunted and cursed, which feels appropriate. Monica, I'm so glad this is, I've been waiting for this moment to ask <laughs> you about your Twilight backstory. Yeah. There are so many things I'm curious about. I would love for you to be able to share with our listeners how you first started engaging with Twilight and how that has led to where you are now in 2020 making TikToks about Twilight. Can Absolutely. you trace that timeline for us? Yeah, okay, all right. This is gonna be a doozy, you guys, so just buckle on in. <laughs> all right, so it's very, very, very fond memories. Um, so I first picked up the book Twilight whenever I was in fifth grade, I believe, fifth or sixth grade year. Um, at the time I was, I mean, like extra introvert, like I had like maybe three or four friends and I liked it that way. Actually still to this day, I only have about three or four friends, you know, that some things just never change, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just little teeny, little teeny tiny baby Monica. Um, and I just, I remember being in Walmart. And so I think at this point they had already did the script or the casting or something like that for Twilight because I still have all of my original books and I got like the one that was like maybe the size of my hand and it had the picture of Bella and Edward on it. So that was my first Twilight book and I think, I, I don't know, I, I, I do this weird thing or I did this weird thing where I would write the date of whenever I would get a book, I would write the date on there. And I think it was back in like 07, 08, that time frame. Mm. Um, so I've been rocking with Twilight for well over a decade, not to brag. So we, we <laughs> go way back. We go way back. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I first I first read Twilight. Yeah, way, way back then. And 
I've reread it several times over the past decade, but definitely it's uh, it's been something that I've been I've been very much submerged into, and I just can't seem to come back up from it <laughs> after all these uh, after all these years. That's okay. This is a safe space for <laughs> yeah. that. If anywhere, this is the most safe yeah. space for that. Absolutely. <laughs> I think one of the things that I think you make very clear in your videos is how anti-Jacob yeah. you are. I am. I am. Has that I been I, has that been consistent <laughs> throughout the past 10 years for you? It has been. It has been. And and you know, I think so I I am more so I'll I'll say this. I'm like 90% team Edward, 10% team Jacob. And I think what I do and the content that I put out is you see a very strong 10% from Balian's perspective because that <laughs> alien rocks with Jacob harder than anybody I've ever met. But I am just very adamant. Like I am, I'm, I'm not for Jacob. I'm not for Jacob. I'm 100% for Edward, even though he hurt her time and time again. Okay. He had good intentions. All right, yeah, good intention. And that's on toxic men attachment. I don't know. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> that honestly is fair. I feel like based on the people that we have observed and most of the the content that we have consumed, I I think that the team Jacob is is a farce. I don't mm -hmm. think that it really exists. Yeah. I feel like it was just there to sell merch. So <laughs> that <laughs> I think that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things that I feel like you share quite a bit in your content as well is how pro Emmett and Alice and Carlisle you yes. are. What about those characters stand out to you? First of all, I think they're all angels. Uh, I know. I think I may have <laughs> mentioned this a few hundred times, but literally there would have been no Bella and Edward if it weren't for those three I mean, completely non-problematic characters. Carlisle always supported him. Alice always gave him a little nudge. And Emmett was just always very carefree. You know, he was like, dude, dude, do whatever makes you happy. But she's going to make you happy. So you might as well stick with that. Like, I just, we love to see supportive family members. We stand for it to this very moment. <laughs> Absolutely. They are definitely the life of the party mm -hmm. in that family. Um, and so I agree. I think that it is a joy. I think especially, and I know that we'll talk about this more as we get into Midnight Sun, but we definitely get more Emmett in Midnight Sun that yes. I think if anyone was not, uh, like pro Emmett before, mm -hmm. hopefully Midnight Sun like converted them Yeah, because we get a lot more of his quirks. Mm -hmm in that space as well. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the scenes, especially just reading through Midnight Sun because I, I think if it doesn't have as equal amount of chapters as Twilight, maybe it has a couple of more. Um, and you really get the backstory of Edward like in you know communication with his family, but especially like Emmett, I didn't, like I've always loved Emmett on my, what what is it? I think New Moon, I had sketched into like the pages, I heart Emmett in like a Sharpie. So like <laughs> me and him, we we go back. I'm, I think I'm more team Emmett than I am team Edward. I'll go ahead and say that. I'll say it right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely great. Like you can just put him in any scene with anyone and he'll, 
he'll just shine. Absolutely. <laughs> Emmett is the life of the party. He mm -hmm. is down to clown. He is like always there to help you out. Edward is truly like an emo sad boy all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Wet blanket. So mm -hmm. you had the instinct from the get. Mm -hmm. You knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. That yeah. makes complete sense. <laughs> That is amazing. I can't wait to talk more about Midnight Sun with you, especially because we are we are going to be talking about like the the end, but it's like the the most important stuff on there too. Mm -hmm. um, that that good good on there. <laughs> we have a patron question here um, that is incredibly important, and I'm so excited to ask you all about this. Um, one of our patrons, Aletha, asked, not specific to these chapters or even this book. But my roommate and I have been pondering this and I need more opinions. When people become vampires, does their hair stop growing and they get stuck with the same haircut forever? Can they cut their hair or is it impenetrable rock like the rest of them? How was it possible for Edward's sideburns to go on such a journey throughout the movies? <laughs> well, I do have an answer for this. Uh, I, I have uh, the, the Twilight expert here, right? Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not an expert, but I do recall reading. Um, I don't re remember specifically the situation, but I know it was Rosalie's hair, I believe. She either got gum in it or something like that, and she had to cut it out. And I distinctly remember it being mentioned that she is going to have a bald spot forever. So <laughs> once you are a vampire, your hair no longer grows. If you cut your hair, it stays at whatever, you know, whatever length it is whenever you're changed. So if you were bald headed, whenever you were changed, you will be bald headed to the day you are no longer a vampire for whatever reason so yeah your your, your hair doesn't grow whenever you are uh, you are changed <laughs> i'm so glad that we finally have an expert on the show after four years <laughs> <laughs> then to answer this question about edward sideburns then going on such a journey that can only mean that they were fake. They, they had to be fake. That he... Extension. They had to be fake. Edward is wearing hair extension slash weave. And honestly, I can't even get mad at him. <laughs> I can't even get mad at him. Do whatever you feel comfortable with, Eddie. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Edward, yes. <laughs> furiously in 2005, reading several makeup blogs, trying to figure out how to use an eyebrow <laughs> pencil to draw on... Wow. His sideburns. Wow. Is a mood. Mm-hmm. I hate it a lot. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad that we finally have an answer to it. So, um, when we were reading Midnight Sun last, we, it was a little bit tense at this time. We had some tense calls between Charlie and Carlisle. We got to see a very panicked Renee. Lots of stuff was going on. Before we get into this last chapter and then the epilogue, Monica, how have you liked Midnight Sun so far? How has your reading experience been? I cried several times through it. Um, <laughs> let me just start off saying that. Um, this, this was a very, very long-awaited book for me. And so I really wanted to take my time reading it, and not to brag, I was one of the people who ended up crashing Stephanie Meyer's website whenever she said she had an announcement. I said, there can only be one <laughs> announcement, Miss Meyer. There's only yep. one announcement. And I, 
I tried to get on that website right on the dot. I had my phone remind me 10 minutes before, uh, five minutes before, one minute before I said, I'm going to be on the website. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be on the website. Mm -mm, absolutely not. The website wouldn't even load. I got off of <laughs> Wi-Fi. I got on LTE, 3G. I said, I need to know the secret. Obviously, we all knew Midnight Sun was coming, but I, I had been waiting for so long. I, I remember back back in the day, I had my, my old family laptop. I had it pulled up and I read the leaked copy. I wish I remembered what it was like back then. Like it's, it had been so long, but I just know that whenever this book was going to be delivered by Amazon. I was going to go into recluse. I was going to read it all and I did. <laughs> and I just, it, it was absolutely fantastic. It was an experience. It is such a change, like from partial draft four way back mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. to what it is now. I mean, I know that the beginning of this, which we've, we've talked about quite a bit, um, the beginning of Midnight Sun is, is essentially just a copy paste to partial draft four. Um, but we do get quite a bit that is new from Twilight. Like, as you mentioned before, mm -hmm. that we have a couple of new chapters that are just Edward's perspective. And I think that especially in chapter 29 here, it reminds me how desperately I want New Moon from Edward's perspective. Yeah. And it kills me that we will literally never get it. Yeah. It is just one of those things where I'm like, I know Stephanie knows how much yeah. we all want it. And she's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. Nah. Yeah. She will take it to her grave because mm -hmm. it hurts. It just is like, it just makes her too sad yeah. to do it. Reading through it. So like how, how I ended up doing my reread, I was, I was going to, I planned on doing like my reread anyway, because it, it had been a while. Like every now and again, I like to reread the same books over and over. Like it's, it's how I cope with, you know, the everyday life. Um, and so I like <laughs> I was planning on doing a Twilight reread and then I heard that she was going to be releasing Midnight Sun again. So I was like, let me wait, let me wait. And so I read through Twilight and then immediately after Midnight Sun came in, I read that and then I read New Moon and I was like, I, I need, I need it. I need all of the books from Edward's perspective, but I don't, I don't think she's going to do it. I mean, at least at this rate, we would be like in our fifties <laughs> by the time, yeah. <laughs> like if we follow this aim down, like, we would all be like borderline retirement home, uh, before the rest of the books came out from Edward's perspective. Plus she seems to think that like her audience wants a Jacob and Renesmee book yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, I'll when read it. No but... one has said that. <laughs> it is it is haunting. Yeah, I, I mean, if she would do like a like a either or, you know, like we can all vote on it. You know, vote like, right. hey, would you like the n new moon from Edward's perspective or Jacob and Renesmee? No, we we want Edward. It's always been Edward. Come on now, Steph. Come on, girl. You know what? Now that you mention it, that's a great idea. She should do that just like MTV used to do mm -hmm. um, of just like put polls yeah. on her website. Yeah. Just take it back to like how Disney Channel voted on yes. High School Musical 2's guest appearance yes. and just allow us to choose her next book. Yeah. We all dial in. We text, you know, the 1-800 number. Yep. <laughs> Rack up all of our parents' phone bills yes. to mysterious 1-800 numbers. Hey, yep. It is what it is. I want to know about how this chapter 29 made you feel because you said that it made you cry can you tell us walk us through why this 
got you all worked up? Because Edward plays too much, okay? I know <laughs> that he loves her. I get it. Like, I, I know, but what he is telling her it's it's cap. He literally was like, "I love you." I I he literally said, "I'm I'm looking at the page right now." I swear. Why are you lying? <laughs> He's like, "I promise." And then under his breath, "Until you heal." Excuse me, Edward. Absolutely not. Until you heal, you said that you would stay with her, so stay. It just it wrecked me because it's like I I can see, and especially like since I had just finished Twilight, I know how Bella was feeling very hurt and rejected and then Edward's like I love her and I want to protect her and keep her safe and I understand that I probably will have to leave but I mean I say I always say risk it for the biscuit don't leave Edward <laughs> it, like who who are we to intervene with fate just stay with her especially when like she wakes up and she's obviously disoriented and he's like mm -hmm. no you don't no you don't move no you don't <laughs> and he realizes he's like oh i could have this like really difficult conversation with her and say like i love you i want to keep you safe but also i know in my heart that if i like the best way i could keep you safe is by leaving or i could keep giving you kisses and watch your heart rate go mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. and he does that instead like edward yeah she keeps trying, Bella keeps being like, okay, so I want to know the details. I want to get my story straight. So when people come in here, I know mm -hmm. what happened to me, what happened to the place. I want to keep, I want to be a good liar. And he's like, but what if kisses? <laughs> what if we do smooch? <laughs> like, stop, Edward. When did you turn it, go from being a blushing bride to like, Let's fuck with this medical equipment and test her boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Literally. Mm. She, especially when Bella is like asking genuinely of like, all right, what are my injuries? And he just lists off just the larger ones. Mm -hmm. And I forgot, and I've read Twilight so many times and I still forget that like broken leg, mm -hmm. broken ribs, cracked skull, mm -hmm. bruises over everywhere, lost so much blood. And he's like, eh. But I'll fuck with her, though. Let me give yeah. her just some, like, more trauma mm -hmm. and just see if I can just, like, leave her right yeah. now. Yeah. See how that goes. Like, what a time to try to break up with someone after they literally almost died for you. Like, oh, yeah, never mind. Like, what? Come on, Edward. Let's do better. The worst. Mm. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? And and that's my battle. He's... That is the battle between Team Jacob and Team Edward in my head. That That is the, that is the whole battle. It's like, if you have not mastered communication in your 80, 90 plus years of life, my guy, what is eternity gonna look like with you? <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> was not the time to play the hypothetical oh you should just go to florida and she's like okay yeah i mean you would have to stay inside all the time he's like ah i would stay here i would stay here but you go and she's like mm, excuse me <laughs> uh come again <laughs> edward <laughs> what do you mean yeah it's just he mm, he played too much he played too much he really does he does it makes me so sad too because Bella is trying her best. Mm -hmm. You know that she, especially because from her perspective, I think it was titled Impasse in Twilight. It's clear how much she hated being here. She doesn't like the attention. She doesn't want to be here. She doesn't like having all of these needles like plugged into her and stuff. 
And she's trying to make this plan of like appeasing Edward and appeasing Renee. And yet here he is, what she thinks is upset with her because of everything. And yet little does she know he's like, "Mm, but what if I just dip though? Yeah. What if this is just like too much? Literally. Whereas she is just trying her hardest. She has been like completely in from the start mm-hmm. except for when she didn't like him but like yeah she's been in from the start and she is still saying she's doing her best to try and make everyone else happy here mm-hmm. and it's still not working out there's a part of me that is like trying to understand edward's perspective of like do i just break her heart now versus like pretend everything is okay while she's healing only to like break her heart afterwards yeah but also my dude what if you just don't break her heart though that's an option he's like there's only two options either i break her heart now or i break her heart later it's like or you don't whatsoever there's a third option there i think that's literally like his conversation with alice alice was like don't do it and he was like, mm, what if I did? What if I did? Like, come on, Alice. Like, mm, maybe just a little, little bit. I don't bit. know how to be happy with myself. So I'm going to just break everything. Mm-hmm. Like, Edward, stop it. Mm-hmm. No, please mm-hmm. don't. It also hurts because, like, Renee is... There's a part, too, where Edward describes Renee and the experiences that Bella would have. He says something of, like... Renee is going to be like a heavy comforter over her or something. And it made me feel really bad because I think I think there was a conversation that we had had last week where there was some uncertainty on how Renee was. Like we weren't sure about like if she has powers, if she doesn't, like what's going on. But it's very clear that like Bella should not be living with Renee. Like it is not good for her health. And the way that that was described felt to me like one of the first I don't know it didn't feel just like Edward being an asshole to women like he usually is Mm -hmm. but very clearly of like Bella should not be going back to Florida she should be back in forks with her dad yeah you know Bella gets a a bad rap okay but she had a lot of a lot of toxic influences like if we really break it down okay she mm, she's kind of going through it you know yes Absolutely. Yeah, I think it was, I just found it. It was on 634 where Edward was like, I imagined Renee's enthusiasm smothering her like a heavy down comforter. And it's like, oof. It is a lot to imagine when what Bella really seems like she wants is just like someone like Charlie to just kind of like let her have a little bit more freedom. Not just like complete independence because that's not healthy either. But it seems like a lot of what Bella has done is, like, been the parent in that dynamic, which is also not helpful in that space either. <sighs> it just makes me sad that this is yeah. this is supposed to be a time where, like, Bella should be getting a lot of love and comfort mm-hmm. from her parental figure and from her partner. And yet both of those in this moment are just, like, but what if you help us instead? Yeah, yeah. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> when no. she is, like, just beat to shit. Just, mm-hmm. like, is mm-hmm. flinching with, when she is breathing. Like, cannot yeah. handle yeah. it. Stressy and depressing. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we get to the part where it's just, they 
Bella mentions, like, well, Edward mentions the impasse, and it's like, all right, we get it. You're obvious. Like, we get it. We know that the change is not going to happen. We understand at this time. And then the book, like, ends. But as with everything with Stephanie, it doesn't end because there's always an epilogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the part that I... The prom scene is always hilarious mm-hmm. to me because the fact that Bella so adamantly did not think she was going to prom. Bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> How are you so smart and also have such a smooth brain? Yeah. Please explain to me. No, none of that, <laughs> mate. Nothing was adding up. Nothing was adding up. Like the fact that she thought she was getting dressed up to be writhing in pain. Uh-uh. When I, if, if I had the option to be turned into a vampire, put me in sweat and my favorite yes. hoodie. Don't put me in no ball gown. Come on, Bella. <laughs> like, make it make sense, sis. Make it make sense. Bless her heart. Yes, I, say I agree. Again. <laughs> I don't understand. There's nothing about this that makes sense to me, especially when the fact that, like, Alice has been over at her house Mm-hmm. Uh, what seems like every day yeah. helping her like bathe and clean herself because you know charlie is like absolutely not yeah would it would have never not. been edward come on man and you know they have stairs and she has she's like broken in mm-hmm. all different parts of her bones so he's like absolutely not but yes i think that is the part that has always been very confusing to me is that she is quite perceptive when it comes to observing Edward and surroundings, and yet when it comes to them planning an occasion for her, she just could not pick up on it. Is yeah. it because of the pain meds? Probably. But also, Bella. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? What yeah. are you talking about? Unreal. Yeah. I think that was just a classic Bella moment. And like, I remember rereading and I was like, I completely forgot that she forgot. <laughs> that prom was even a thing. I was like, what's she freaking out about? And I was like, oh, the prom. But I mean, I would have made some type of a correlation, you know? Hey, I guess that is why I'm not Bella. One of the other <laughs> things that is also just like a clear difference between the book and the movie is the like stiletto heel mm-hmm. that they choose for this is... One, why? Why would you put Bella in a stiletto heel when the converse makes a lot more sense for her? Mm -hmm. But I do like the fact that the blue was selected, not really for Bella, but because Edward just gets so horny over that color (laughs) for whatever reason. He he do rock with that blue. He do. He definitely (laughs) does. Sure, great. It's a pretty color, but also he just like Mm -hmm. sees blue and he just starts sweating. It's like, okay, stop. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I will literally never forget, though, is when they're in the car to prom and Bella starts to figure it out, she gets furious and then just starts crying. Ma'am. Ma'am. Um, <laughs> and of course, Edward, like, uh, naturally asks, like, why are you cry- Ma'am, why are you crying? Yeah. Because uh, you would think, naturally, from his perspective, that he's like, you, you understand what's happening mm-hmm. at this point. But no. <sighs> but no she's something else she's something else she is she is a different person <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she's a different kind of being at this point uh, this is something that i do wish had been included in the movie is how much the colon siblings are like going off with their dancing in the gym that is something that is like briefly shown 
in the first movie, but I wish had been fully fleshed out Mm -hmm. at this point. Mainly, I just want to see Emmett just, like, really having a ball. I was curious to hear your opinions about Edward observing Jacob in this moment. Uh, (laughs) You know, but see, this is before Edward really needed a grudge against Jacob, really. Um, Yes. He's he's just so possessive, like, and in a lot of ways, it's it's good. Like, yes, show me that you love me, but also it's like, whoa, he's literally just here because his dad wanted him. Like, you have like, it's no threat. It's no, not yet anyway, not yet anyway. Um, right. I I thought it was it was funny. It made me crack up a little bit because even he was like, all right, maybe I should dial it back a little bit. Maybe <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna kill him. I was like, you're gonna kill him? What? <laughs> And the fact that he corrected himself, he, and the fact that he was like, "Whoa, all right, hold on, I ain't got no reason to hate this kid who simply, who's known Bella longer than I have." Oh my goodness, I, I, I thought, I thought that scene was funny in the movie, and uh, but especially like in the book, I got a really good chuckle um, out of out of that that little snippet. Um. <laughs> whatever oh my god he's just a literal child (laughs) yeah and edward is like fuck that kid Mm -hmm. fuck him Mm -hmm. i i'll kill this kid i have no problem with it absolutely absolutely unreal and it's a little bit different in the way that this is actually set up in the text just because they're actually like dancing Mm -hmm. versus how it's set up in the movie of when edward goes to park because you can tell Eddie is just pissed. He's just like tapping his foot. He's ready to go. He's like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Like, I'm over this. But it is, there's very few moments, I think, in this book that are funny to me because it's just like, Edward, you're just so self-deprecate. Like, stop. But this part, I did get a good chuckle at, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed quite a bit. It is something that I definitely held closely, even though, you know, I know that we are not going to get much, if not like any of this in Stephanie's writing of Edward anymore. Yeah, I'll miss that. And then, of course, it ends with them saying Twilight, which I just like, Ugh. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I did in the first book, so it's like, it's nothing new. I knew it was coming. Bella is just so ready to be like, yes, just kill me right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, girl, that that part, I was like, I was annoyed, like at at least in the movie. I mean, in in the book, too, but especially in the movie. And she was like, I'm ready right now. And I was like, there's people everywhere. There is (laughs) there's no shortage of eyeballs on you. You want him to bite you? Here? She wasn't thinking. She could have said, take me to the car. Yeah, she was like, she could have said, take me to the car or like the bathroom. But she's like, no, under this gaunt pergola, whatever, whatever it's called. Just bite me. Just do it. It'll be fine. No, it won't be, Bella. It won't be. Listen, hormones sometimes. I guess. It, it, that's what I always chalked it up to. It's got to be like that sometimes, I guess. So, oh, bless uh, but yes, I agree that it very much does not make sense for her character of Miss like trips on a rock and just mm-hmm. like, dies from embarrassment is like, yeah, actually just like kill me right here in front of everyone. It's fine. But yes, yeah, so that is Midnight Sun. Um, we have finally vanquished the evil. The evil is dead. <laughs> I can't believe that we started that in August. So that was a long time ago. Next, 
week, and we did get a question about this from Kylie of what we're going to be doing after this. Next week, we are starting The Host. Yes. <laughs> Which I can't believe that we've gone this long without reading on the podcast, but I'm very excited to do because I have not read that since college and it's uh, not great. So <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to share that here in the space. Oh God goodness. damn it. Love it. The host yeah. is so good. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. It is a choice. And that movie is, um, it's something. Yeah, it's it, something. Okay. The part that I have been most waiting for. Monica, yes. what is the fanfic that you brought to the space today? I am obsessed with it, first of all. Let me just let me just say this. Ugh. So I found this beautiful snippet to, to read to you guys. Have no idea how many words it is, but I have to give y'all the tea from this fanfic. So um, I found it on archiveofourown.org. Um, and it's called Waning Crescent by Cozy Koto. Um, and it's just incredible. So it, it's following Jasper and Alice, literally the power couple, the power couple of, uh, right. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. So let me, let me just go ahead, read these three short paragraphs. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So it says, but the Jasper Alice sees in those small snippets of the future was a completely different being. His eyes were alight, swimming with something that would have brought joyous tears to her eyes if she could cry. Genuine happiness. It swelled inside of Jasper Whitlock for the first time in 55 years that Alice had known him, perhaps since he'd been turned. It stung Alice a bit that she couldn't be the one to affect him like that, but it stemmed from a human girl with the girl he had an air of confidence in himself that Alice could practically feel and even if it was only for a moment he was stable and Alice had a theory uh, that this was all of the girls doing she had realized it was Jasper's true mate I'm shook I'm shook I'm shook yeah this this is this is the tea. I don't know if I can, I'm gonna link this somewhere because I need everyone to read it. I need everyone Ooh. to read it. Yeah, it's very good. Actually, you know, that that's what I will read. I'm gonna link it so you can see it in its entirety because wow, because wow. Yeah, that. Wow. Yeah, it's called Waning Crescent. Again, I need to get more into the fanfics because hoo boy howdy. <laughs> <laughs> This a true a recommendation. A genuine. Yes. I Amazing. stamp it. Interstellar vibes. I absolutely oh, stamp it. I love that. <laughs> Monica, where can folks support your work online? So I am on, um, I recently started up a Patreon. So if you would like to check me out there, um, my handle is Mons in Space as well as uh, and, and that is spelled M-O-N-S-I-N-S-P-A-C-E. Um, and so I'm on Patreon. I'm also on Instagram and YouTube if you'd like to check that out. And I talk a whole lot of smack on Twitter. So uh, if y'all would like to check me out there, it is probably in a UFO is my Twitter handle. And of course on TikTok, it's probs in a UFO. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that. 
That is amazing. It has been an absolute joy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making time to be with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Get whipped. (laughs) Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at into the twilight show at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.